Good morning, Berlin. I'm Andrew Bell, joined by my co-host, Ivy Lin. This is Berlin Now. Approximately 100 people in Berlin, including political figures, joined a silent protest organized by Fridays for Israel at the Free University to highlight concerns of Jewish students after Lahav Shapira, a Jewish student, was hospitalized with facial fractures. Shapira had been attacked by a pro-Palestinian peer with a suspected anti-Semitic motive linked to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. There were no incidents or counter-protesters at the event. Green Party leader Ricarda Lang called the vigil a stand against indifference, stressing the need for consistent action against anti-Semitism. Former Green politician Volker Beck, now president of the German-Israeli Society, called for policies allowing for the expulsion of violent offenders. Fridays for Israel, spokeswoman Clara von Nathusius criticized the university's prior inaction, noting a recent shift in the administration's tone following the attack. Free University President Gunter Ziegler acknowledged the challenge of handling such conflict at the university, emphasizing a commitment to nonviolence and campus safety. The Cottaway Group, which runs luxury department stores in Berlin, Hamburg, and Munich, reported record sales of nearly 728 million euros for 2023, a 24% increase over pre-COVID years. Despite this, they declared bankruptcy at the end of January, creating uncertainty around their financial stability. Traders are still awaiting payment for Christmas sales. While the company has made no layoffs and continues to operate, the lack of clarity is frustrating to many small family-run businesses at risk due to unpaid profits. Katowice's last public financial statement was in 2016, and the group has allegedly breached disclosure obligations. However, they have recently submitted missing financial statements for public access. In addition, the German government might face financial losses due to a 90 million euro loan guarantee provided to Cataway during the pandemic. If the company fails to pay the loan, federal and state governments may have to cover 90% of it, dividing the cost between the federal government and the states of Berlin, Hamburg, and Bavaria. The likelihood of the state recouping these funds in the event of liquidation is slim, and unsecured creditors typically receive minimal recovery from bankrupt retail companies. The construction industry in Berlin and Brandenburg is facing a severe crisis after years of growth. Thomas Herschelman of the construction sector highlights major challenges such as excessive bureaucracy slowing down permits, a shortage of skilled labor, and a significant drop in new contracts in 2023. The cancellation of government incentives like the KFW subsidy in early 2022 has removed billions in yearly incentives for energy-efficient building and renovation. Due to these issues, companies like Bonava and Furstenwalde are laying off hundreds, with more layoffs expected mid-year. There are fears that many companies will close, exacerbating unemployment. Additionally, about half of the construction firms report that a third of their workers are over 55, predicting a significant loss of employees soon. Permit processes, a lack of clear regulations, and slow administrative response times further complicate the sector's operations. The crisis threatens the government's goal of building 400,000 new homes annually, which has already been missed in 2022 and 2023 and is unlikely to be met in the next two years. 
the resulting shortage in housing could further drive up rents and exacerbate the housing crisis. Over half a million Berlin residents are set to revote in the 2021 federal election due to significant issues on the original election day. In 455 out of 2,256 districts, especially Pankow, Charlottenburg-Wilmersdorf, and Reinickendorf, voting issues included insufficient ballots and votes cast after the 6 p.m. deadline. The repeat vote, mandated by the federal constitutional court in December, follows a prior parliamentary decision and affects residents notified since the start of the year, including Berliners who have turned 18 since the original vote and Germans abroad. The same parties and candidates, except the NPD, which is now called D. Heimat, are on the ballot. Though unlikely to change overall parliamentary power balances, directly elected representatives, such as Stefan Gelbhar from the Greens in Pankow, could lose their seats depending on voter turnout. High-ranking list candidates like Monica Grutters, CDU, Michael Mueller, SPD, and Kevin Kuhnert, SPD, remain secure in their positions even if district outcomes vary. No forecasts or projections will be made. Local counts will go directly to the election officer throughout the evening. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Our aim with this show is to keep you well-informed and deliver content that directly impacts your daily life in Berlin. If you enjoy our podcast and believe in our mission, please consider subscribing, giving us a five-star rating, and most importantly, sharing our podcast with your friends. Your support helps us continue to bring Berlin's stories to life. This is Berlin Now. Thank you for waking up with us. We'll be back with you tomorrow.